Hello and welcome to another episode of Dear Hollow Heroes, the professional sports scriptwriters were killing it so far this season. The NFL not only included the second greatest offensive performance of all time, they also gave us one of the greatest regular season upsets of all time. The MLB's best team has not won a series in two weeks. Then in college football, the Cinderella story is over in Colorado. But as always, I'm here with Meek Man Liam Meekum. What is going on, guys? And Rose Pierre Rob Kelly. Hi, how we doing? Now let's get right into the top stories. The third week of the NFL season has come to a close with a lot of questionable coaching. Let's start with the Denver Broncos head coach, Sean Payton, who notoriously stated that last year's Broncos team was some of the worst coaching he's ever seen. And then they gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. That's right, 10 touchdowns. Five per half. Unbelievable. And one of the most humiliating losses of all time. Then, the Chargers, although they did defeat the Minnesota Vikings by the skin of their teeth, head coach Brandon Staley decided to run the ball with their backup running back up the middle on 4th and 1 at their own 24-yard line, even after the Eagles invented the greatest QB sneak play of all time to guarantee a yard. You have Justin Herbert could throw it, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. But And then also, it was at the own 24-yard line, and the Vikings were only down 4. Whatever. Then on Sunday night, Josh McDaniels opted out of going for it on 4th and 4 to tie the game Instead, kicking a field goal that gave the Steelers the opportunity to run down the clock, which then gave the Raiders limited time, which led to the game-stealing interception. Which of these coaches, guys, are to blame for these teams' early failures? Who will have their job on the line this season? All right, so I let's just start with the Broncos here. I don't hate Sean Payton for this loss. You have to look at how good the Dolphins' offense is. So many weapons, even without Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, probably the second, the best second receiver in the league. Even without him, the Dolphins were able to put up seventy. But what you have to look at is the Broncos' defense. We always hear Broncos got a solid defense. Broncos got a solid defense. You know, and we're used to hearing it, right? Yeah. You tell me if they have a solid defense. How many of these names are recognizable? Jonathan Harris, DJ Jones. Zach Allen, Randy Gregory. Well, I actually know like so far three Isn't of them. Zach Gallon a pitcher for the uh, Zach Diamond Allen? Diamond. Oh, Zach Allen. Not that one. Okay. Who's stopping the run there? Then we got Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, who's currently injured, Jonathan Cooper. Now you do have Patrick Sertain, but then you have Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Damari Mathis. Not many good players on that team. That well, defense. I'd say I know half the names, but a lot of them are not good. They're not good. That's the problem. You just know a lot of the names because you know names of football players. Because we know football. Yeah, fair. But there's, more, there's a lot of you know average to below average players on that defense. And I'm so used to having a good defense on the Broncos. It's just almost a, a given to me. But this year, it is not the same. And Sean Payton has always been more of an offensive coach. You look at what he did with Breeze and the, the Saints when they won the Super Bowl. The offenses look better. He's delivered at least that portion. <laughs> Russ has looked like somewhat what he looked like in Seattle again. I don't think he's to blame for that loss. Well, you also got to look. They've had four total sacks on defense in three games, which is not good as a team. That's terrible. They've had nine pass defle- deflections, 
which as a team over a course of three games... That's not, that's not that bad. It's not that bad, but nine, when you're saying you're a good defense, it's pretty bad. It's mediocre. It's what it is. And then you have one interception, mediocre, yeah, not great, over three games, and one forced fumble. And I don't even think they recovered it. Huh. Also, the thing with Sean Payton is he's coming into a team that was absolutely horrid last year, and they're facing one of the better teams in the NFL this season. I don't know if you can fault that man for, you know, trying his best against a great team in an organization he came into that they said was, you know, mediocre at best, just as from an organizational standpoint. But they also lost to the Raiders. And don't get me wrong, the Commanders came out to a good start, and they're not the worst team in the league. They're a middle ground team. But they gave up the most ridiculous comeback to that team. Again, great defense. How did you give up all those points? You finally get Russell Wilson confidence. Not, you finally get that offense going. Defense. That's what we're saying. Yeah, we're and your defense isn't defense. good. I think the only person in, my person, in my opinion, who actually shouldn't be to blame here is Russell Wilson. I think everyone else should have their jobs being like, you better not mess up again. I, I actually think the only person this season who hasn't been making me go, yeah, you sure, you're not the answer, is Russell Wilson. But now, we've he, seen Russell Wilson's contract. It's forever, right? It's a lot of money. For a lot of time. So you're saying, with how much Russell Wilson is being paid, that he's not to blame for how he's been playing. He's improved. He's almost looked like old Russell Wilson. Almost. Flashes here and there. You're saying, making that much money, Taking money away from different holes in that roster, that Russell Wilson is not to blame for the failures of the Denver Broncos. Playing wise, no. Oh no, no way. But no last way. year, contractually, yes. last year, yes. This year, no. This year, he's looking better. So far, he's looking all right. This massive contract you're mentioning it was a five-year, two hundred forty-two million dollar contract. Massive deal, especially for Colorado. You get paid with that much money, and mediocre play is okay. It's, it's above average. No, it's not. Me, yeah. No, it's not. But I'll tell you what. He's not the reason they're losing. He played really well against the Commanders. I'd say his worst game was against the uh, was against the Raiders. And then you bunch of on top. I mean, what could you do? He could throw for 400 yards, and they would still lost the Dolphins. So the Dolphins, fine. They're a better team. That doesn't count for and really in a way because there's no way they're going to win that game based on how much the defense so, gave up. Every the Dolphins just came out and were unstoppable that day. Yeah, so I, I'll I'll say he's not the reason that this is where they are, and I'm gonna put it out there. I think that I think that it comes down to coaching, defense, everyone around them. They're just not performing well. When Marvin Mims is your best receiver, when you have a guy like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy who are supposed to be these great receivers, that's a problem. No one said they were gonna be great receivers. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton Jerry hasn't Judy. been on the field. Jerry of, Judy's been on the field less than him. I know, but out of college, everyone's saying every Tim time. Tim Patrick. Every time. I know you. You have no faith in Jerry Judy. But whenever that dude hits the field, Denver Bronco fans and a lot of people are like, "This is the guy. I don't this understand. is the guy." I know you don't understand because you predicted this and you were aware of it. The, but at the end of the day, everyone had faith in Jerry Judy, and if you are a Denver Bronco fan, you need to have faith in Jerry Judy. But he's just not that guy. And nor is Corlin Sutton. I think he's a good, like, that guy that's, like, third on your roster that can catch, like, a, a deep pass. Like, okay, a, two receiver. Yeah. When he's healthy. 
Yeah. Not even not even regular when he's healthy. I just think this team is just built it's, they're to fail. They, they're, they're built to fail and well, the good news for Broncos is they get the toilet bowl next week and battle for who's the worst team in the league with yeah, the Bears. With the but Bears. that'd be embarrassing. If they lose to the Bears, Sean Payton's not the their Bears. head coach and Russell Wilson's probably gonna... We could see people have blind faith again in in uh Justin Fields after that game. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone has faith in them right now though. No. If only someone had called it. Yeah, for real. Especially someone with a podcast who could get this word out to people. What kind of person would do such a thing? I don't know. Yeah, risky. risky. But but genius. Some may say. And handsome. Of course, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that last thing, but the first two, probably. The host is handsome. Anyway. It was me. Um, It was me. Anyway. It was not you, Ben. He's hated him, but I predicted this, too. He said it first. Though. Always hopping on the bandwagon, man. Yeah, he, he really is. Always he's he's a Patriots fan. Always then he became a Yankees fan. Yeah. He's just. I didn't old. become. I was like. You know what his second baseball team is? What? The Red Sox. Calling himself a Yankees fan. Yeah. His second oh, favorite team is the Red yeah, Sox. No. Well, my dad's a Red well, Sox. Well, they were really fan. good back in the day. That's why you like it. No, my dad's a Red Sox yeah. fan. Uh-huh. I can't okay, help yeah, it, sure. but. It's hard to hate. I'm them. sorry, but if if one's the Yankees, the other one can't Listen, be the Red Sox. You can't. Those you, are the rules. You, aren't you an Orioles second team fan? Don't you love the Orioles? No, my second team is the San Francisco Giants. But but you also like the Orioles. I do like the Orioles, yes. But they're not the Red Sox. It's not Yankees Red Sox type of hate. You wouldn't catch me doing this. Fair, but but family family first. Anyway, uh, the, I think the dumbest decision though this week was. Somehow a victory for them. The Brandon Staley move was terrible. Fourth and one at your own 24. You go for it and you hand it off to Joshua Kelly up the middle. That's their starting running back. Austin Eckler's their starting running back. I know he's not. But why? He's not the starter. I know, but Justin Herbert's your quarterback. Run up the middle with either him who's easier to get a yard or just throw it or just. I'm, 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 I'm so, saying everything in this decision was terrible. I'm so sick of the the Brandon Staley uh, experiment. I'm done. I've seen them screw themselves so many times. Every year I have faith in the Chargers because they have a talent-loaded roster. And an injury happens <coughs> and they fall apart. And it's just like bad decision on bad decision on bad decision. And it always comes back to hurt them. And I'm done with them. They, he's got to go. I don't care how they finish the season. He's got to go. But but football analytics. I don't care about football, but football analytics. analytics. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But I, they pulled out the win, so I can't necessarily blame the coach for the failure here. True. I think the easiest answer of the coaches you gave us is Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah. Just that, because that guy stinks. He, he's a literal punching bag to make fun of head coaches for. It. That guy stinks. He's the worst coach in the yeah. list here. He's he's just bad. Uh, the re, uh, how he has a head coaching job still is baffling. He hasn't he... been good with a single one of his teams. He took the the well Patriots offensive coordinator fine, but then it... he becomes a head coach and he's terrible. Broncos stint. He was he was given Tim Tebow, who you know me and Ben were having a debate about this before. I'm not saying he's that good. But he did. He, he, he wasn't that good. He, but he had the one year. He, he had, had that. Year. He had that miracle comeback yeah. win. I mean, they did face like a juggernaut. But then after that, that nothing, nothing. He got blessed with a Tim Tebow miracle run. It's been terrible. <clears throat> Bad decisions, just. And even at the end of the Patriots, I remember you saying you didn't like him. The problem with Josh McDaniels, first of all, is predictable. 
I think that jo- this is the thing. With Josh McDaniels, he got a career off of being blessed to have Tom Brady as your quarterback. And let's be honest. People will say, oh, Belichick, nothing without Brady. In my opinion, that's, that Patriots stint was both of them combined. It doesn't happen for either of them if they both aren't there. But Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien, and any other coordinator I could think of here, except for Charlie Weiss, he's out of this mix, they're all so blessed that those two existed. Because Belichick was defense, Tom Brady was offense. That's why they were so dominant it's not one it's both but so many people players assistant coaches benefited so much off of these two josh mcdaniels is not good he's not good and he benefited off of the two geniuses that is tom brady and bill belichick so I mean, look at the first year. His last, his only year without Brady that I can remember was Mac Jones' rookie year. Albeit, they did go to the postseason that year. They did. I'll give him credit. But look how predictable that offense was. And it's, first of all, it's crazy how Matt Patricia was the offense quarter next year. You saw how bad that was. But when you watch it, it was like you knew. Run up the middle, Damian Harris, and stuff like that. So he's terrible. He's just terrible. Wow. So who 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 is has the who has oh, the job oh. on the line? I thought we all just agreed on Josh McDaniels. I was gonna say it's Josh McDaniels. Be, yeah, it's gotta be. We don't have to keep reiterating. He's terrible. You say it once. He stinks. What about Josh McDaniels? He stinks. <laughs> <laughs> the next story is pretty interesting. Um, sp- staying on the Patriots because you know I can't stop. Too. Speaking of bad coaching and back to the Patriots. <laughs> Jets quarterback Zach Wilson was defeated by the New England Patriots, giving the Pats a 15-game winning streak against the Jets. During the game, Jets fans displayed their frustration, literally screaming off their teeth at the former second overall pick. I'm not kidding. A fan literally lost his teeth screaming at him to blank off. It's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you get the point. All right. You can, you can get the image. Um... Wilson never helped the situation besides one touchdown drive, which was very good. I'm going to give him credit. That touchdown drive, he was cooking. But every other drive in the entire game, he was garbage. Uh, He went 18 for 36, which is 50%, with only 157 yards, and I think 80 of them were on that drive. (laughs) So, like, it was pretty bad. He was beat up uh, and had no sign of doing enough to let the defense win the game. Is Wilson still the best option for the New York Jets, or should they consider looking elsewhere? Well, the thing here is, Wilson was not the option for the New York Jets from the get-go. They had Rodgers, that was the plan, he was the backup. He is a backup quarterback, yeah. Exactly. So, but they, Aaron Rodgers is saying he's coming back next year, and they don't want to just go out and trade for a quarterback that they'll have and have to force to play under Aaron Rodgers if you're going to go and trade for somebody. You can try to trade for like a smaller name maybe for the rest of the year, but so it, depending on who they try and go for, they might not want to play for under, underneath Aaron Rodgers in the future. So what we're saying is we probably would need a veteran, right? A we guy probably that's need a current free agent. Uh, next year and is and on a losing team. Who's, you know, okay with just being signed one year, maybe trying for a career resurgence after an injury. Why not go Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz was your pick? Why not? Hear me out for this one. Why? Well, you can explain Carson Wentz okay. first. Go right. Carson right. Wentz first. Let me let me cook up with Carson Wentz real quick. All right? <laughs> he's getting the he's getting the pot boiling. 
<laughs> Cooking this stew up, boys. <laughs> this Carson Wentz stew right here. So, last year in Philly, he looked terrible. <coughs> he threw a league-high 15 picks. He There was a reason he left the Eagles. Then he goes to Indy. And Indy ended up going 9-8. and eight, And everybody had him written off. There was very little talent on the roster. They had Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Nobody was impressed. He wasn't that bad, though. He went 9-8. and eight. You want to know what his touchdown-to-interception ratio was, Ben? What? This was in 2021. Not the distant pass. Well, what? 2021. He had 27 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. And, by the way, those 7 interceptions were off of bogus decisions. His completion play. percentage was 62. His He had some really boneheaded plays, so his stats... He must have been great when he wasn't. He was really good with no one. They had Michael Pittman. What was he, a rookie back then? They probably had T.Y. Hilton, who was probably on crutches or in a wheelchair by that point. Yeah, maybe Dante Moncrief. Maybe Paris Campbell. I mean, we're naming just, they're having a mid-off, everybody. (laughs) These receivers are nothing. Mo Wally-Cox. And and granted, he did have a decent O-line. I will give him that. But the defense wasn't anything to write home about. But the receivers imagine, certainly weren't. Imagine when he has one of the best wide receivers in the league. Now he goes to the Jets. Great defense. Solid receivers. And it's kind of a reverse because now he has a bad old line. But he could cook. And he's a veteran. You don't need to keep him around more than one year. You give him one year contract, you're good. Resurge his career and get back to exactly, Rogers. And then he can go to another garbage team next year and do the same thing. What you want to do if you're the Jets, and this is really hard for me to say, but when you want, what you want to do if you're the Jets is you want to at least get to the postseason of this year. Because you want those young players to experience it. So when you have Aaron Rodgers, see, the thing that I'm nervous about for Aaron Rodgers, especially this year, was what happens when you face Mahomes with a team that knows what they're doing and you're with a team that doesn't know what you're doing and Rodgers is a professional choker. Serious. Like, that's what he is. And at the end of the day, you need, like, experience, and the Jets don't have it. So if you kind of find a guy that can get you to the postseason, you can get that experience. So for next year, Rodgers can actually lead them to a Super Bowl, potentially. But the problem is Zach Wilson is never doing that for you. He's not going to do that, especially with the schedule they have. They have the Chiefs next week. They they just they do not have it. They have the Bills twice and the Dolphins He doesn't have the leadership for it, even yeah. if he had the talent. Yeah. So, so Ben, yeah. my question for you is, Who's your pick? So my solution is a player that is in the last year of his contract, is on a pedestrian team that is not going anywhere anymore. He gets all he has to do is just you have to, if you're the Jets, trade a couple picks, let this guy earn his next contract because you've got a stacked team around you. Go win us something. Kirk Cousins. Because you could he's on his last year of his contract. He wants the chip, not winning it in Minnesota. Obviously, if you've seen the dumpster fire, that is the only thing he has is Justin Jefferson. Let him go cook with the Jets, make a playoff run, get a bigger contract so you have a veteran contract that can let you through the rest of your career, and he's gone. He can go somewhere else. He can maybe even win a chip if you get add Kirk Cousins to that team. It would be a miracle run, but you could do it. There's no way they're adding Kirk Cousins. There's, there's I don't no way. think it's possible, there's but no you'd way. have to trade up your entire future. For First of it. all, the Vikings aren't selling. The Jets aren't w- willing to trade pieces because they've already you know given up enough to get Rodgers. There's no way. There's got to be. And Kirk has been balling. Why would the Vikings want to do anything? Don't they want to build around him? 
Well, then I mean, he, they have Jefferson. They have Addison, who's looked really good. They, Madison, they think, can develop into a, an RB1. Who's, if you're the Vikings, who's saying he's coming back? Who's saying you want him back? I don't know. He doesn't strike but me. It's the last year of his contract. He does not strike me as a guy that, to chase a bag. But and not just that he chases a bag, but I don't think the Vikings want to just blow up their whole team. No, that, that's a Getting, crazy thing to do. After an 0-3 start, that's that's it? That's all it took? And it's done? I think, I think if this years. continues, I think if this continues into, if the Vikings fall to like 1-6, and six, and they are just getting worse, I think the Jets should see but if they could... by week 7, what's the point of getting them? They're already going to be... Their bye week is week 7. So I'm saying if they, after 6-7 to seven weeks, if they don't have it, Vikings just don't have it. Send the trade, get Kirk over there for the bye week, learn the offense in two weeks, kind of give him a dumbed-down version and slowly give him more plays... All he has to do is hand the ball off a couple times. Let's say the Jets sneak away one more win. They're 2-4. and four, And then you add Kirk Cousins to slowly progress. They can make a postseason sneaky run. You know what I mean? But I don't think Carson Wentz is going to lead you to anything. I think Carson Wentz is a good decision to get to the, the playoffs. The Vikings still might make the playoffs. Let me read you the schedule. Their division is terrible. Their division's terrible. They got the Panthers. Then the Chiefs, they'll lose. Bears, they'll win. 49ers, they'll lose. Packers, they got a shot. Falcons, they got a shot. Saints, they got a shot. Broncos, they got a shot. Bears again. Raiders. Bengals. Lions. Packers. Lions. Are you counting out the Vikings already? I'm just saying. No! If they struggle. Also, currently, Kirk Cousins leads the league in touchdowns, yards, yards per game, and completed passes. I know, he's the greatest. And they're just going to trade him away? He's the greatest quarterback to be on a bad team. Do you right know now. how expensive he's going to be? Oh, probably, yeah. But if they keep losing, it just goes down, though. In my opinion, it goes down. Because if you keep losing, then, like, what's the point? You're more desperate to get rid of him because he wants a future. I think Rob, a- who you got? Oh, I just started the conversation. I didn't have any answers. You think you- just stick with Zach Wilson's poverty? I don't know who else they could actually trade for. Maybe... Some someone else's backup. Doesn't have to be but... a trade. I mean, Matt Ryan's out there too. Another veteran guy. Oh, but he wouldn't do anything with them. I think Isn't Carson Wentz is the better booth? shot. Carson Wentz is the Matt Ryan. Shot. I think, I think is in the booth somewhere. Yeah, he, I don't he's think he's still a free agent. Yeah, but he, him, and Carson Wentz called the Jets and they said no, so they signed Trevor Simeon. Yeah, well, that's there. We go. We're good. We got Trevor Simeon. Problem solved. He'll save the team. Nice little band aid there. All right. But he's just in case if Zach Wilson gets hurt. Well, they're not going anywhere with. So are the Cass Jets Wilson punting then? What? So are the Jets punting then? What are they, what are their plan? I th- the Jets, the Robert Sala is just saying Zach Wilson's our QB one, and that's how it is. Robert Sala, there's a potential he's not even there next year because of this. The crowd is turning on him because he keeps backing the quarterback that stinks. That sucks. The only reason Zach Wilson isn't the bona fide worst quarterback in the league is because Justin Fields decided to throw pick six the one yard line for no reason. Josh Dobbs is a starter. He's playing way better than Zach Wilson. Okay, but let's be realistic. He beat the Cowboys. Who's more likely to go to the Super Bowl, Josh Dobbs or Cash Wilson? <sighs> Cash Wilson. Well, yeah, because Got it's better arm talent. It's no, no, I'm talking about the quarterback. Oh my goodness! It's it's, it's, it's exactly right exactly. now. Right now, if you were to put this quarterback better arm talent, I'm telling you. Right now, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs can better. ball all he, he is wants. Better, he's playing better. He almost beat you guys. He can ball all he wants. 
but he's not a starting quarterback. <sighs> but he's playing better right now. He is playing better. Then why are you saying that Zach Do Wilson... Do you believe in him? For the future? No. But he's, he's playing better. so well. But Zach Wilson is worse. Yeah, but Zach Wilson is a first-round pick, a high first-round pick, who is now learning behind Rodgers. He's got the arm talent that's never been questioned. Can he make the good decisions? Can he be accurate? No. Not right now. But I, in the future, who do you have going forward? Uh, give it three years from now, Zach Wilson, probably. I don't know about three years. I don't know how much time we have to develop. But by the end of the season, I, I like my odds with Zach Wilson wow. or Dobbs. Right now, I think Dobbs is playing better, though. So, right now, Zach Wilson, I think, is the worst quarterback in the league. Statistically, he is. I think Fields got them both. Statistically, Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the league. He's been the worst quarterback in the league. He's also played the Cowboys. He's played the uh, Bills. The Bills and and the the Patriots. Yeah, it's three tough defenses. One easy defense in those three. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) moving on. But I personally think, and by the way, he doesn't need to be spectacular. He just needs to like prove that you can get more than just one drive a game, like two drives. No, he doesn't. He doesn't need to be spectacular. No, at all. Just game manage. Jimmy Garoppolo would love this but, team. Yeah, he's not a game manager, though. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo would love that team. Yeah. He'd be like, phenomenal at it. But it's just unfortunate. But I think uh, I think his career's over. I think him and Robert Sala might go down the tubes together. And I think Nathaniel Hackett should be there with him. No, but he Rodgers will keep him there. Maybe. If Rodgers stays, Maybe. if Rodgers doesn't but retire. But if they clean house and get rid of Sala, which I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. Because I think they brought in Rodgers. They want a year to ride it out. I think they're going to give one year with Rob Rodgers and Salah. But if the Rodgers year goes poorly, Salah's gone. They clean house. Oh yeah. If by the way, if the Salah Rodgers duo doesn't work next year, I think the Jets might become just. They might just join the Browns as the worst franchises in football. They'll be right there with them because you had all the talent again. They had the most hyped team ever. And they went nowhere. If they don't get the playoffs yeah. either of these years, they join the Browns in my eyes, which is really rough. But anything else you want to add, Rob? No, I got nothing else. Well, speaking of getting in a rough position here, the Colorado Buffaloes on Saturday in the afternoon game got absolutely demolished by the Oregon Ducks, 42-6. to And it appears that the Cinderella story with Colorado may be over. Because they have USC next week, which is, I think, the number nine team now. But they were number five at one point, I believe. Do we think that this team could beat them, potentially? Or this is it? This is where the hype train ends. So, going in against the Ducks, Colorado was missing a key player in Travis Hunter. Their tight end, also, Louis Parcello, was also out. And I didn't think they were going to win from the get-go, but I thought they were going to put up more of a fight. The reason Colorado's doing so good this year is they have brought in Coach Prime and the transfer portal just blessed them. They got a lot of kids and a lot of players who haven't played together for a while. Colorado, or, sorry, Oregon has been a team that has been recruiting good players from high schools across the nation for years. They, they are not just opening the transfer portal and hoping for the best like Colorado did. Colorado can still be a good football team, and I think next year, two, three years down the line, they will grow because they'll be able to recruit more players. 
But I don't I don't know if this is necessarily where the Cinderella story ends, but I think it shows that they weren't the best team and they weren't gonna be the best team. Yeah, I think we all got a little overexcited after those first two games. They beat a, a pretty bad Colorado State team, and they beat uh, a TCU team that lost a lot of big pieces. Um, that being said, I would never write off Coach Prime, but I don't think they're going to have the season that we all thought they were going to have. They're not. They're not going to beat USC. There's no way. I think it might just end up being a season where they beat the teams they should, they'll lose to the teams they should lose to. But I think, you know, there'll be certain games where they'll show that glimpse of, like, we can be really good. But college football isn't a you-can-just-get-all-your-players-in-one-year-and-go. You need to build them as a group for at least a year. That's, that's my, what you've seen in some of the best college football teams of the past couple of so years. So my biggest problem with college football, and it's truly at its core, is it's unbalanced. It really is. You look at schools like Alabama, they're good, and because they're good, they're going to get the best players, which makes them better. And it's this vicious cycle of being good, then you finish good, then you get more players because you're good, which makes you good. It keeps going. By the way, and then these smaller schools like Colorado, without a, a Deion Sanders thrown in the mix, they have no shot at winning a national title. But now you bring in someone like Deion Sanders, who people are excited about, kids want to play for. It's something different. I love it because it almost breaks up the monotony that is college football. I agree. And you know what's kind of interesting? That theory that you had with college football, that's how the MLB was. Did you know that? It took for a while for them to break that. That's why the Yankees were always so good. And they just if you win, you get you you get the you get rewards. You get rewarded, but like that's not what makes the league fun. You should be kind of punished for winning. That's what football does. That's why you get football, the worst draft pick. That's why football is the most revolving door. That's why no team for the last twenty years has won twice in a row. Um, but I think that Deion Sanders is going to be just fine. I think I agree with Rob. They're going to win the games they should, lose the games they shouldn't. I think they might sneak one more win. I think they're going to sneak one. And I think they're going to sneak one that makes you go, wow, they won a game they shouldn't have. This is a good team. I think that they are going to have some serious NFL talent come out of there. And I think they're going to be now into the mix. But this is what my problem is. I don't think it's going to break the monotony. I think that it's just one more team that's going to be good. I don't think it breaks the monotony. I don't think it does, though. The monotony was broken earlier this year. Alabama's not, you know, the big hot dog they always have been. Now, they're still a great team. Don't get me wrong. Did you call them a big hot dog? Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll glance over it for now, but just know at the end of this podcast, we're going to flame you for that. I understand. But ever since the uh, NCAA has allowed these NIL deals, schools have been getting better players just because they can get money. They've been getting the big hot dogs. Yes. Yes, they've been getting the big hot dogs. But... It's the monotony of college football has was really only kind of within the past ten years kind of bubble. It's a relatively recent thing. It's not like it's been like that the entire time because players would just go to the schools their parents went to or the schools they liked watching when they were younger. Well, sure, you're gonna see different players do different things, but I think now with the NIL deals and a coach like Deion Sanders, I think this personally could become a trend. I don't think this is a one-time. You think thing. they're gonna hire? I think we see more 
almost, I don't even want to call him a, a celebrity coach, but in a way he is. In a yep. way he is. He's a great coach. I'm not taking anything away from him. But he also has that celebrity. His name carries weight. Your coach needs to be a personality. If your coach is a personality, people are going to want to play for you. And on top of that, NIL deals, you can get paid somewhere. If they can offer that with a celebrity coach, kids are going to start going there. Because money talks. And schools like Alabama, they're going to be just fine for now. Alabama's always going to be just fine as long well, as Well, they're the biggest hot dog. As long as Saban... <laughs> as long as Saban's there. Because Saban is a... Saban's a name. Saban's a name, yeah. Not just Saban's a name, but they'll also get NIL money from players who left and went to the NFL, made money, and can contribute to their NIL program. Yeah, I mean, that's just... They have scholarship money on top of that. I mean, they have plenty of money to dish out to players, but... I just think it won't break the monotony too much. I just think that these NIL deals, as great as they are, you just gotta hope that you get this next star. I'm, but that's what they always do. We're not gonna, we're, but we're not gonna see it change overnight. This yeah. is gonna be years of the game adapting and developing. This could end up being a whole new game. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm, and let's I'm just not, in that let's position. also let's talk about this just real quick. Playoffs are expanding now. I like. So that. now we see more teams in the playoffs. You got to win more games to win a national title. I like that way more because it allows for you chances to, of upsets. I agree, and that's the reason why I think. And again, I'm just a big football guy. That's why I think football is the best sport because any game, anything can happen. That's why they call it any given Sunday. It's not a series. It's not. You don't have to win four of seven. You got to win one game. That's all you need, and that means a worse team can go beat a better team. And that's why I love these extended playoffs because the better team has to crack, claw and scratch all the way to get their national title now. It's not two games. There's a lot of games now. Think of it like this, though. If, uh, if like, uh, baseball was like football, the Phillies would have won the World Series. And uh, the year before that, like, you could say so many different champions that, off of one game. Is that not the most fun part about sports? Just not knowing what you're going to see? Well, yeah, but other sport, other sports still have that ability. It does, but the more games you play, the more often the better team wins. I agree. It's just it's true because you give them a chance to re- rebound. Yeah, no, no, you do for sure. But that doesn't mean the Cinderella team can't also just play well for a couple of it games. Can. Well, the only thing is, the only time that it feels like it, anything could happen is a game seven. True. It's the and only that's time because it's one game. Because one game. Yeah. So that's why I think that, but. Basically, we're rooting for Dion, and his coaching style is awesome. I'm just – you guys believe the sport's going to change. I just won't believe it till I see it. But the playoff expansion, I do love it. I love it. It's not this year, though. It starts it should next be year. next year. Oh, yeah. my goodness, at the it's weight. You didn't know that? I didn't. I thought it was Kid this year. Well, speaking of this transition, I gotta give you a high five. That was beautiful. Terrible high five. Unlike great transition. Unlike that, that was a disgusting high five, but a gorgeous transition. We are gonna play another game because I like doing this, so I like to play games. And this will be the very first installment of You Know Ball. With a question mark, right? Yeah. You know ball? You know ball? (laughs) In this game, I will ask very difficult questions that only the highest of sports knowledge people will know. Highest Highest of sports sports knowledge people? (laughs) That's already two issues I have with the phrasing of this game. (laughs) There will... So wait, wait, do I, do I have to like go to a store real quick to, to answer these questions? Like, what, what are the questions? There will be five questions, and 
every correct answer is a point. But each contestant gets three guesses per question. Most points at the end of the game wins. If there is a tie, there'll be a tie-breaking question to which you guys do get unlimited guesses. Are you two ready? So the winner is crowned the biggest hot dog? Oh, for, for today, yeah. Okay. I, I also have a question. Is there like a bell system or is it just the first person to blurt it out? Um, this is how this works. I'm going off of raise your hand so we don't make Oh, yeah, that can't, yeah, yeah that, that can't go wrong. Yeah, that definitely won't go wrong. We're going to go off of raise your hand. If you guys think it's a tie, then we have to do a quick rock, paper, scissors. No, 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 no. You are the judge here. You're asking the questions. Oh, you have to make a I decision. We pause the podcast, fight. Come back, whoever won gets to answer first. Okay, no. You'll know because they'll be the one answering But I feel like these questions... will not be joining the podcast afterwards. I just feel like these questions require so much thought that whoever whoever raised their hand first, it'll be rare that it's okay. close. All right, all right, all right. Now, all right. if we're stumped, is there any hints? I will give a hint if you guys are really stumped, okay. but I need I need a, a guess from each of you before gotcha. I give a hint. Okay, understood. So, here we go. Are you ready? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> dun, now dun, I'm ready. Dun, dun, dun. We got to put up... Hat on. I wish we had a camera for this. Uh, soon we will We will have cameras. I'm learning how to do that. So, guys, season two will have cameras. Uh, so Is this a seasons thing? I didn't know it was a seasons thing. Yeah, these are seasons. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Season two will have cameras. Season one is season one. I thought they were just episodicals and those, we were just going to count on. First question. <laughs> it was brought to you by our future plans. Uh, first question. The Mets in the New York Mets is short for something. What is Mets short for? You both raised your hand before I looked up. Uh, but it looked like Liam was first. But he's what? Closer. That's just because you're looking. You yeah, that's what you. I'm saying. That's what I'm it saying. It was so me. Man. This is going to be a rough first yeah, This yeah, is already... We need a buzzer system already. We, uh, yeah, we, we already need a buzzer system. So next question, we'll have to wait till. Can you guys just rock, paper, scissors for this one? And then next time, it's just smack. Yeah, but table. whoever gets it is going to get the point, because we both know it. We, oh, you both know it? We, I, I raised my hand first, but you weren't looking. He definitely knows it, because he knows baseball better. And if I know it, I know he knows it. Oh, yeah. Um... Rob, are you that adamant that you raised your hand first? Yes. You are the baseball person. I'm going to give it to you. What? The New York I'm Metropolitans. Correct. The I'm New York adamant. Metropolitans. <laughs> Rob cold. is correct. New York Metropolitans. So, so wait. Just for this next question, should we wait till you're done asking the question? Yes, please. That's oh my goodness stupid. gracious! I know, but it, come you see on. The issue we wait had? till I'm done asking the question. It's this one. Rules. This one is going right, to. So you got to give us a go, and this, then we get to yeah, raise our hand. Deal. Okay, we're learning how to do so the game. Zero zero. It's, no, it's, no, it's one, one nothing, nothing, Rob. Next question. There are four teams in the NBA. No, there's not. Which there's the N- okay, let me finish the question. Okay. Point. There are four teams in the NBA of the 30 team to which the last letter in their team name does not end with an S. If you guess three of the four, it's not correct, but the other player can steal on their next guess. So you have to go four for four. What are those four team names? I'm just going to keep talking because I want to see. I just want everyone to know how difficult this one is. And also, we're going really quick. I have quick. three already. I have three instantly. This podcast is quick. so see, we're, it's the fourth you look I'm willing to do the. I'm willing to do the uh, thing. So if I say three, how long does he have to steal? He gets to guess. He gets to guess and then, and then it resets. Yeah, I wouldn't guess. I wouldn't guess then because if you get it, then he has the fourth one. It's over. You could do two and just let him guess and get three and then you could risk it. That don't end with the letter S. See, this is the issue with the system. Liam. Thunder? Correct. 
Jazz. Correct. Heat. Correct. Magic. Correct! Oh, my goodness! That was awesome! I was looking for the magic. I was looking for the thunder. You know what was funny? I was watching TV or, like, something on the internet and asked me that question, and I sat there and I thought of them. Yeah. And then when I got them, I was like, that's so... And that's, like, the day after I, I invented the game. easily had heat and magic right off the bat. Me too. Heat and magic were my because first Because it's the heat, me, and then the magic is yeah. right my, my And Thunder's my team. Thunder's your team. So, it was uh, jazz. My first two were uh, heat and jazz. Heat and jazz. Jazz is what took me forever when I played. See, I just, we all had different heat. issues. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. All right. And also, Ben also wasn't looking when Liam raised his hand. Yeah, I was going to say, because you, you were about to steal my answer. <laughs> all right. Are we ready for th- I'm a horrible host of this game. i got to make it better. i got an idea, though. i got yeah, an idea. We're perfecting we're, we're, it. We'll, we're we'll do it down the line. Yeah. Your next, next, next installment's going to be better. I have an idea already. Third question. It's 1-1, by the way. How many teams in the NFL represent a bird? How many NFL teams represent a bird? God! <laughs> Just to make bird sounds for the rest of the thing. Rob. Four. No. Nope. So I have so far. Liam gets the next I can. I, I get another guess if you get yeah. yours wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to talk this out though. Good there. Very interesting. I remember the team yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you forgot at least one, right? Yep. Very interesting. Uh, Very interesting. There's one I'm debating whether or not it's actually a bird. That's scary. I can't that is a very questionable one. thing because they're all really birds. Okay, so they're all really birds and not just things that fly. Oh, I see which one you're talking about. Yeah. I just needed to make There's sure. one that could have been a bird. Yeah, yeah, actually. We're talking about the Jets. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh I, was, oh, I was talking about the Vikings. No, I was talking about the Jets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm, dude, my feeble, my feeble mind could not process what you just said. If, if he, if he was being real, th- there was no way he could have topped the big hot dog until oh, that. All right, I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna send it. I've, I've thought through enough. I think. All right, what's your final guess, or your first guess? So it should be Falcons, Cards, Seahawks. Eagles, Ravens. So what's your number? Should be five. Correct! Liam is up 2-1. There's five teams. And uh, the Jets are... I was going to say, which one did you forget? The Jets are a plane. They're not a bird. I know, but I didn't know if you were trying to trick us. That would be so annoying if... uh, Yeah, but that's something you would do. No, I wouldn't. That's something you would do. Yeah, Yeah, that's something something he would do. That's why I thought of it. (laughs) So, all right. Fourth question. First of all, it's 2-1 Liam. What is the oldest sporting event in the United States? Rob. Lacrosse. What? No. What? He's got to be. Well, organized. Or sporting event. He's, yeah. It's an event. event That is a sport. Oh, okay. So. Let me give you a hint of what I mean. No, no, no. no, I have to guess first. Okay, yeah, you have to guess first. Because Bozo blew his first pick on lacrosse. (laughs) Um. I mean, is, they, they, is, they, they, but it is the American sport. Like, it was the original. They, they did events. Yeah. They played games. The National very, Sport of Canada, fun fact. The yeah, oldest sporting event in the United States. So, so it's just a single event. Yeah, single event. World Series. Incorrect. I'm going to give, as I said, Liam, that was my hint. It was basically a build off that. It, it has its own title, like World Series, Super Bowl. What's the oldest one? Rob, I'm gonna go with the All Star Game. For what sport? Yeah, what? Baseball. No. 
The PLL National Championship. <laughs> Shout out lacrosse. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it would be a championship or if they just had the stars game. You know, I'm just oh my goodness. Liam, you got anything? I feel like, I don't know. If it's not the World Series... And that's been around It's a not Super Bowl. No. How could you tell? No, I'm kidding. It's like way younger. Because there were championships before that. Well, the Super Bowl is literally two years older than our parents. Well, at least my mother. Um, yeah, why would you say our parents? Like, yeah, all of our parents are exactly the same age. <laughs> Sorry. You know that moment where I was like, I'm not a kid anymore. They have different ages. <laughs> like, Even was... as a kid, they had different ages. Yeah, I know, I know. But as a kid, they're all the same age. You I think I mean? you were just dumb as a kid. I was. I'm He's sorry. But you know, every, there's going to be that one couple people that Can listen. They're going to be like, I know what he means, though. Yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? I have another guest loaded, so if you could make yours. Yeah, but I'm trying to make it a little bit more intelligent than All-Star Game and Lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, Rob's guess has been I feel like up. we're on the wrong track with the, the major sports. Uh, maybe it's a trick question? Like, is it the hot dog eating contest? It is. It's, 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 it's a sport. It's a sport. It's a sport. I have I have my last guess. The Masters. Incorrect. Now here is my final guess. That's going to get you guys to, to be in a race for the uh, thing. And you have to wait till I say both hints. There's two hints. Da, 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 he's holding my hand down. He's holding my hand. One, down. really like the word track. And two, who said the sport was primarily about humans? Wow. I'm gonna go with the Kentucky Derby. Correct. I couldn't think of the name, dude. Correct. I couldn't think of the name. Oh man, uh, good job, bro. I was set on Daytona 500 after <laughs> after you said track. You know, the I, oldest I, with I cars. I couldn't reset. <laughs> See, I I also started thinking the 500 as yeah. well. I believe the World Series before a car was invented, right? No. Right, 1890s. Wasn't the first World Series or early 1900s, right? It, it started in the 1900s. So it wasn't. Yeah. The 1800s. Okay. 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 Anyhow, next question. Fifth question. It's 2-2. So if we don't get an answer... We didn't get an answer to the first one. It's really 2-1. But it's really 2-2. My hand was up first and you know it. That's fine. All right. Which famous center has never... In the NBA, by NBA center. I was... My first thought of my mind was Nick Mangold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was like wait a minute <laughs> I got which famous yeah. NBA center by the way you get no hints you just get three guesses each which famous NBA center current or all time has never ever ever in his professional career fouled out in a game I'm not giving any hints because the more hints I give it's just going to be easy so I want I want you guys to really think on this all right, that's it could fine, be it could be any player all time. Right now. He's a ce- he's a center. Yes, he played in the NBA. Yeah, and that's literally all we know. And he's never fouled out in a game. But there's so many centers. All right, your one hint is he was. He, you could know when you hear his name, you'll know him. That's not doesn't help. You said famous in the question, but like I don't know. Can, can we get like past or present? Like, is he currently in the league? Here. Was he a starter? Like, was he really good? He was, was he a, a star? star. Yes, he was a star. This was intense. Liam. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, he has. I don't know how many times, but he has. There's that one old guy that watches this show. It's like, oh my god, holy god, goodness, <laughs> just screaming. <dude. laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna go with the answer that is literally staring at me right now and say uh, Shaquille O'Neal. That's definitely not it. Not I know, close. I know, but he's yeah. literally staring at me yeah. right now. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we have a big picture of Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal's here right now. Yeah. We're, we're in our living room, and yeah, yeah. we have Shaq here. Um, he just doesn't want to talk on the pot. He's nervous. Let's get it over with, right? Yeah. yeah. Wilt Chamberlain. Correct! Nice! Let's go. Nice! Will Chamberlain has never fouled out in a game. That's awesome. That cannot be true. Yeah. That cannot be true. Never fouled out in a game. I also yeah, have he my, scored 100 points. I also have my doubts about the 100-point game. Yeah, but I think it's easier to remember they never fouled out in a game, though. Because he was always in the game the entire time. Never fouled out. Now, could we have been like, he totally did six fouls, but he never fouled out. I don't know. It was a long time ago. When, when did the foul out rule become a rule? It doesn't matter because you know why, Rob? You won and you're going to I'm the that. biggest hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Liam, you are 1-0. and oh, And I think this is going to be a you-know-ball trivia game. And you know what's going to be fun? I think I thought of two things for this game that I think I'm going to do. For the you-know-ball trivia game, the winner at the end of each season will get a jersey of their choice. The winner at the end of the season. Right now, Liam is up one nothing. So if Liam holds this lead, he will get a jersey at the end of the season. Maybe of the fans' choice. Ooh. Maybe of the fans' choice. Whoa. Actually, yeah. So the winner gets a jersey of the fans' choice, and it's up to the winner to see if they want to give it to a fan. Look at us cooking. Maybe. <laughs> making, de- making decisions mid-podcast. <laughs> you know ball, patent pending. <laughs> yeah. They, they came here to listen to our ideas about the podcast and not the show itself. <laughs> <laughs> our parents are like, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so... But you know what's I've seen so many shows have done that. I don't feel too bad. So that was our third game slash segment that we've done. The first one is how far they'll go. Then last week we did what you say. This week we did you know ball. Let us know what is your favorite one that we've done. See which one you want us to bring back. And we're going to move on to the next question. And it is about the MLB. The postseason has just gotten very interesting. The AL has come down to a AL West battle barring a horrendous end of the season but for the Blue Jays, the final spot in the AL postseason comes down to three AL West teams. Leading the division and on a five-game win streak is the Texas Rangers. And the Mariners and Astros are on three-game skids and now face each other for a three-game series. Then, the Mariners and Rangers play four games to close out the season. Which team wins the division? Which team gets in the wild card? And which team goes home? Barring a Blue Jays absolutely horrendous end of the season. The team going home in the American League is the Seattle Mariners. I agree. They just got swept by the Texas Rangers. They're going to play Houston, and then they're going to play the Rangers again. They And they're already one and a half back. They, there's no shot. No, there's a shot. There, there's Don't a say sh- there's no there, shot. All right, fine. I won't say there's no shot, but it's hard to come back from being swept by a team you should have won at least one against to stay in the race. The thing that helped them the most was that the Astros also got swept. By a worse team. Yes, by a worse team, but the Astros don't get swept twice in a row. It just doesn't happen. And That is fair, especially with playoff implications. Seattle's just kind of the odd man out here. Well, Seattle actually lost game one against Houston. Yeah, exactly. So game two is this week, tonight. 
If they don't win tonight, it's it's just basically I, over. It, kind of a bummer because I'd much rather see Seattle in the playoffs than Houston. Everyone would. Everyone would. Except Houston fans. Yeah. I think, you know, winning the division, right now Texas is up top by, what is it, a game? They're currently leading the Rangers? By. They're up by two and a half games. As long as... See, here's, here's what kind of tricking me out on who could win the division is Houston could sweep Seattle and Texas could just lose a series and that would put the Rangers half a game back and well, who then, does who does Texas have for the rest of the season Angels and the Mariners they're gonna beat the Angels they already have they won game one that's fine but it, it's just Houston being Houston is always a hard thing to just count out. But I think prob- probably it'll be Texas Rangers just because they've secured- they've had the spot the longest. That's where they are right now. It's just waiting on Houston or Seattle to figure it out this series. If I think even if Seattle beats Houston this series and gets that last wild card spot, they lose it when they face Texas again. They could. I, I but just, maybe not. I mean... What are the odds that they get swept again by Texas? They're not high, but even if they lose two of three, yeah. that's, no, they that's gotta, it. They have to win a lot. They have to win a lot. I think they. Have I don't to, see it happening. I think either. they have to win both series. To I'm more make playing it. devil's advocate because I don't see Seattle going. Um, you want to look at the NL? The NL is much more interesting because there's more teams. So, the NL right now, the wild card spots are the Phillies. Diamondbacks and Chicago Cubs. Phillies are in. Yes, Phillies. Phillies are five games up for the last wild for the first wild card spot. The two, the Arizona and Chicago, they're tied for the last one essentially. They have the same exact record. Miami's the next team out at a game and a half, and then you have Cincinnati two and a half. Miami's games out. only one game out. Is that not what I start? That's what I meant to say. And then Cincy's two and a half. And the Cubs got Milwaukee and Atlanta then the season. So it could easily Ooh, be... They could drop. They could drop, but they also could be facing teams that are resting their starters. True. Because Atlanta already got 100 wins. What, what else do they need? To win the, uh, win the NL. But they're only one the game NL. away. To win... You mean, like, win the NL... First seed. Yeah, the first seed. For, oh, they'll win. Yeah, no, that's pretty much... Dodgers are up. four games back. Yeah, it's personally, I see either Cincinnati or Miami taking the last spot. I think you don't like the Cubs. It's not that I don't like the Cubs. I just think ending the season against the Braves is the worst possible but option. For the them. Braves could, if they win one more game, which they're not playing the Cubs first, they could win one more game, and we might not see a starter play. There's too many positions and not enough bench pieces. There will yeah, be but you understand what I'm saying. I understand what you mean, but they'll still play their starters. They they might not, you know, they might run up ten nothing and then pull you know some of their bigger pieces. But Maybe. starters will play. You're still going to throw out your pitching. Your starting rotation is still going to be your starting rotation because you don't want them to lose their momentum. Yeah, but yeah, because they'll have a bye too. Exactly. Yeah, so they'll they'll probably be okay with playing their players. Miami has the Mets, who are actually playing pretty well down the season. 
And then who else? And then Pittsburgh. Some they could be both. They those could teams. be both those teams, though. Who and does? what about Cincy? Cincy, they have Cleveland, and then St. Oh, Cincy has the easiest road, but the but the uh, biggest hill to climb. They have. Uh, they have. Yeah, they're two two and a half games back. What about? I'm sorry. One more thing. Uh, what about Arizona? That's what I'm pulling up right now. It they, looks like they have the White Sox, which, which is, is a beatable team, super very beatable, beatable team. And the Strohs fight. They for play a the Astros. The last. Astros will beat them. They're screwed. Yeah. So they're not screwed. I mean, because they're still in. But you have to think now. You have Arizona and Chicago both playing two of the better teams to end the season in a very odd wild card race. Yeah, Miami's right there. Miami's right there, but Miami could also just fall apart. That's just something that could happen. I, I think my final wild card spots are Philly, Arizona, and Cincinnati. Personally. Philly, Chicago, Miami. Ben? I got just, I got to go with Miami and Chicago. I think Arizona's going to lose it. Chicago first, Miami second, yeah? Miami second, Chicago first, uh, third. That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chicago will be the bottom team. Oh, you think Chicago's at the bottom? I think Chicago's too. I got Chicago at third seed and Miami at second. Dude, they can beat the Brewers. Yeah, but... And the the uh, the Braves at the end of the year, I know you said there will be stars on the field, and there will, but it's not going to be the same Braves team that needs to win. No, it's not. I just think they're going to lose to the Braves a couple, and I think they're going to lose a couple to Milwaukee, but I think they're going to hold true and just hold yeah, on. Yeah, but Arizona is going to lose. Oh, Arizona's screwed. Arizona I think Arizona's out. Unless a barring a miracle run, I think Arizona's See, screwed. If I think Cincinnati Arizona, is too much of a hill to climb. But if Arizona sweeps the... Sweeps the White Sox and wins one out of three. That puts them four games up. I, I don't know. I don't think Arizona's completely out of it. I don't think they'll get swept by I don't think they're completely Houston. out of it either. They're, I mean, they're still a game up on Miami. But yeah. I. It, it'll be fun to watch. It will be fun to watch. It's a lot of fun baseball. I'm very excited. Can't wait till we just see the final bracket and it's just finally postseason time. Yeah. There are six games left in total for just about every team. October first is the last day. I'm just, I'm just ready. I'm ready for postseason baseball. It is now time for my favorite segment of the week: locks and upsets. I gotta say, it was kind of a crazy, crazy week for us. My Baker Mayfield hype train failed, dropping me to one and three on my upsets, but my lock hit to make me three and one. Rob is three and one on his locks, but is two and two on his upsets, unfortunately, due to a walk-off. Liam falls, and finally, nobody is undefeated in anything. Liam falls to three and one off of the Dallas Cowboys. That's gotta be terrible. His division rival he believed in, and they failed him. And he also failed his upset as well, dropping him to excuse me. Dropping him to one and three. So I gotta say, Rob is doing the best so far. With the extra upset victory. Please, don't sound so surprised. Just about to say, you sound shocked, man. Oh, I'm not shocked. I'm just I'm just like, wow. I was like, so, it's so, so close, though. I thought it would be like one of us would be demolishing and then like one would be doing terrible, but it's like everyone's right in it. One one correct upset and you're, you're in it. You know what I mean? So what do we got this week? Who wants to go first? Meek Man, what do you got? You My don't lock have to raise week? your hand anymore. Lock of the week? <laughs> lock of the week? I'm double dipping, baby. What? Give me the Las Vegas Aces <laughs> over the Dallas Wings, baby. Let's go. Which game? Put the house on the money line today at 10 o'clock. That is Tuesday. Wow. Yep. 
That's incredible. So someone's going to be sitting there, watch them lose, and <laughs> someone's going to be sitting there like, eh, eh. That's crazy. That's so cool that it's like happens to be tonight as well. Rob, you got anything? My lock of the week is 49ers over the Cardinals. I'm keeping it simple. Yeah, keeping simple. it simple, stupid. That is 49ers simple. over the Cardinals? It's risky, though. The 49ers didn't look too great, and the Cardinals look real great against a great team. So I would say it's watch the 49ers win like 50 to nothing, though. That's how it works. I, I jinxed the failure there. Um, my, my lock of the week is pretty fairly simple. I'm sticking to the NFL this week, and I'm going to go Chiefs defeating the New York Jets. No way that Zach Wilson can handle that defense. I think the only way that the Chiefs lose this game is if Patty Mahomes just has a terrible game. It's the only way they lose. So I'm going Chiefs over Jets. That's my lock of the week. And upsets, what do you guys got? All right, we're up. What do you got? My upset of the week is a Saturday college football game, 7.30, Michigan State over Iowa. Ooh. Meek, you got anything? No, go to hell. All right, I'll go next. I got the New York Yankees on Thursday. That would be the third game of the series. I got the Yankees defeating the Toronto Blue Jays in the third game of the series on Thursday. The Yankees will defeat the Blue Jays. Give me the Reds on Wednesday over the Guardians fighting for a playoff spot. That's an upset? Yeah. Wow. They're plus 114. That's crazy. Well, Shane Bieber's on the mound for the Guardians. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Shane Bieber's nice. Yeah. I like him. He's a good pitcher. Yeah, like is him. he the big hot dog I, I for like you? I like him. <laughs> is, he, is he the big hot dog no, for you? No, he's not the big hot dog. I would I love to thank you all for listening. You can follow us on socials at Dear Hollow Heroes. You can also email us through DearHollowHeroes at gmail.com. Message us and let us know what you think about the topics discussed and give us a take of your own. Listen to us on most platforms related to podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube. Thank you, Liam. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Tell someone you love them. Tell them again.